as we are holding uh, not too long before Rosh Hashanah, I'd like to share with you a couple of thoughts and ideas on the outcome of Yom Nerayim to try to get ourselves a little bit into the mood of Ezra Hashem B'Siyata Deshmaya. Vinyashiv Zatzal once asked, why is it that we're just not scared for Yom Nerayim? You've all heard the stories, you know, ooh, the fish in the sea are quivering, and people in Poland, you know, even the Goyim knew it was Elul. What's the shot that we lost the whole thing? Where's it gone? Where are we holding? You know, what's, what's happening? So Vilashiv gave a marshal, and he said as follows, he says, you know, if there was a tiger on the street, if there was a lion on the street, the island would go mishiga. That everyone would be tittering, everyone would be mamish scared. So, what's the pshat? Says Rabbi Yashif. Why, a person can go to the zoo, and he can stand right in front of the lion, and start, yeah, how you doing? You know, screaming up and down, and everything. No problem, it's okay. He's not scared, it's fine. What's the reason? So Rabbi Yashif Zatzal explained, <laughs> it's by the cage. Obviously, you're not scared. It's by the cage, right? So it can't get out. So Rashi's that Saul wanted to say that's what's going on. He wanted to say, of course, Yomim Neroim Be'etzem is a very, very scary time. Our lives are hanging like a thread. We're holding on for our dear lives. We're not scared. You know why? It's in a cage. It's going to be over soon. Soon it will be some chastorah. We'll forget all about the Yomim Neroim. We can go back to regular life, and everything is kavaldik. And that is what we have to try and fix up. That's what we have to try and figure out and try to rectify to try and get a little bit of a feeling of the Yom Yom especially when you walk into a davening on a Rosh Hashanah, whether it's a Mariv, whether it's a Shachos or a Mincha, Musaf, whatever it is, just to try and get a bit into the mood, try to feel the feelings of what's going on. The Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah Tazayin that on the day of Rosh Hashanah there are Shlosh Svarim Niftachim in Rosh Hashanah, there are three Svarim, three books that are open on Rosh Hashanah. One, the Gemara tells us, is for the Rishayim Gemurim, the bad guys. One is for the Tzadikim Gemurim. One is for the Bainanim. So the Gemara says that Tzadikim are written immediately for a good life, for Chaim, for life. The Rishayim are written in that book. And the Bainanim are Tuluyim Vaimdim. They're hanging and waiting to see what's going on. So, the um, question is asked, the question is asked, I don't understand. If we're bailing him, which most of us are, so why can't the rabbinic should be done tip the scales one way, if we're basically in the middle, we're not a tzaddik, we're not a rasha, we're somewhere in between, little grey area, why can't the rabbinic should just say, alright, we're still over Gavaldic. So the Pnei Menachem uh, is quoted as answering this question, Beshem, the Imre and he said like this, he said, you know, if Rosh Hashanah would have been in the middle of the year, then you're absolutely right. If bang smack in the middle of the year, there'd be a Rosh Hashanah, then you're 100% right. The Rabbani should say, listen, what do you want? My day Yankala, he's trying to be good. Doesn't always work out. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. We'll, make, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll done the Kapsachos. We'll put him in the Sifrei Achayim, in the Sifrei Tzadikim. Says the Pnei Menachem Hashem the Imayemes the Gay Rebbe. But if Lemaisa we have a Metzias of what we have now, that Rosh Hashanah doesn't just show up at our doorstep. Rosh Hashanah is preceded by an El with the beginning of Slichos with an air of Rosh Hashanah. There's a, there's a whole height. There's a whole matzah. There's a way to get there, and you're still holding a Benini. Oh, now we're gonna have to wait to see Taka if you change your ways and you improve where you're holding to make sure that you accomplish what you need to accomplish. 
So we know that on Rosh Hashanah, Adam Arishan was created, as I state in Chazal, Adam Arishan was created, and on the same day he was judged. And the Torah says a very important word, a word which is a game changer in Rosh Hashanah. And that is, the Torah says that when the Rabbani Shalom was calling for Adam, the, 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 the Loshan over there in the Torah is Ayeko, where are you? Right, the Rabbani was Kaviyochul trying to find out where Adam Rishon was, but actually he says, that, of course he knew where he was. It was a way of speech, it was the way of trying to get him into the conversation. But at the end of the day, Ayeko is a Gavaldic Yisrael, but Atanya writes that every single day, there's a bus call that goes out to say, Ayeko, where are you? Where are you holding in this world? Where are you holding in your purpose of creation and your mission of why you were sent down to this world? Ayeka was the question that Odom Arishan got. Where are you? Where are you holding? And that's the question that's called to every single one of us. Especially on a Rosh Hashanah. Tchilas Hashanah. Yoim Adin. The Abayin says, Ayeka, where are you? Where are you holding? Why did I send you down to this world? What's the purpose? What are you doing here? In your world, you weren't sent for somebody else's world. You were sent for your own personal mission. And Rosh Hashanah is the day that opens up our eyes. And it opens up our eyes of an understanding exactly where are we holding? The whole year we're busy, we don't have time, we're rolling around in the dirt. And comes one day when we coronate the Rabbani Shalom as the Melech Malchem Amlochim, and we beg for the Rabbani Shalom to be Mechadis, the world with us in it. And the question is, Ayeka, where are we? Where are we holding? What are we doing? Are we accomplishing? Is there a purpose for the Rabbani Shalom to keep us still alive? Or are we just here for the sake of it? What are we doing here? What is the difference between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is a, is a whole different day. But what's really the difference between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? So now if you have a house that you need to demolish, there are two ways of doing it. You can take a hammer, or you can take some big, you know, you can take these big balls out there, and you start smashing away at the walls and the windows, and eventually this will smash down, and that will smash down, and eventually you've crushed, and you've demolished the entire house. That's one way of doing it. The other way of doing it, which is perhaps for a house which is a little bit stronger, a little bit hard to deal with in a regular way, is you go to the foundations. Get straight to the core of the structure, straight to the foundations of the building, start smashing away at that, and what happens? The whole thing collapses. That's the difference between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. On Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, what we're doing is, is we're pounding away, we're pounding away at the building itself. We're pounding away at ourselves and our lives and our actions and our thoughts. Everything we've done over the last year that we need to improve on. We're banging away at the building. But Rosh Hashanah is a whole different avoda. Rosh Hashanah is going to the foundations. It's going to the very essence of who we are and what we represent. And that's why it's a day that we have to understand what we're doing here and what the Rabboni Shalom wants from us. You know, if I would tell you, and this is something to think about in our void of Rosh Hashanah, if I would tell you that, you know, there's a lot of beaches in the world, there's a lot of sand, right? I, I don't think there's a scientific explanation of exactly how much sand, how many pebbles, how many exactly pieces of sand there are, but there's a lot of sand out there. If I would tell you that there's a beach somewhere in the world, 
where you've got two little pebbles, two little pieces of sand, and they're having a fight with each other. How is that going to change your life? How is that going to affect you? Zero. Absolutely nothing. It doesn't bother me. What do you mean there's an ocean out there somewhere where there's two fish? They're having an argument. They have shot and bias problems. Is it going to bother you? It's not bother me. Some fish in the middle of nowhere. What, what do I care? How does it affect me? Rabbi said to the Rabbi Nishalaylam, we're exactly the same. We're two little pebbles of sand. We're two little fish in the ocean. But the Rabbi Nishalaylam cares. The Rabbi Nishalaylam loves every single one of us. And the Rabbi wants to see us closer to him. It bothers him. It bothers him. It doesn't bother us if two strands are arguing with each other. But it does bother the Rabbi Shalom if we're not where we're holding. That's the avoider. That's the avoider. However small and what you think and insignificant you are, it's not true. Because every person is an oilom molly. Every person is a full world. And every single person has the opportunity to become closer, to become better. And the Rabbi waits. And he's waiting for you. And he wants it. It bothers him. Where's my Yankala? Where is he? He hasn't done Shuva yet. He hasn't gone closer yet. He hasn't been the Kabbal on himself anything yet. That's what it is. That's what Rosh Hashanah is. L'david Hashem oiri v'yishi. We've been saying it already. Hopefully we try to understand a little bit of what we're saying. What does it mean? L'david Hashem oiri v'yishi. So there's a Medrash in Vayikra Rabbah. Where the Medrash says, Oiri, Oiri my light, Zu Rosh Hashanah. Yishi, my salvation, Zuyoy Makipurim. Okay, so I understand Yishi, my salvation, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is a salvation for Klali Stroll, where we, 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 you know, we improve ourselves, we get a clean slate. Gavaldic. What's Oiri? Rosh Hashanah, what's the connection? What is this Oiri business? Where is the connection between Oiri and Rosh Hashanah? And the answer is a Gavaldic Yisoid. And that is, if Pinkus brings the marshal. He says of a villager, this villager never saw something that you probably also never saw. A cinema. He had no idea what this was. This dark room with seats. I'm just going to explain it to you. Dark room with seats. Sometimes they go in like a level and people are eating popcorn and there's like a big screen over there and it's dark and everyone's just got their eyes glued to the screen accomplishing nothing in this world at that moment of time. And a guy goes in there and he sees, what are these people doing? This is ridiculous. It's dark here. Why are these people sitting in a dark room? It makes no sense. So he takes out his trusty flashlight and he starts flashing it on the screen. And everyone's like, no, no, Hefzik, Hefzik, we're in the middle. You're going to interrupt me. Just in the best part. And he's like, I don't understand, but why are you sitting in a dark room? Because the light reveals the MS. The light reveals what's really there, what's behind the darkness. And Oiri says, this is what it is, Vayikurabba, the Medrash tells us this. Again, L'dobed Hashem, Oiri V'ishi, Oiri Zura Shoshonah. Why? Why is Rosh Hashanah Oiri my light? Because it sheds light to the rest of the year. The whole year we're in darkness. The whole year we're living and we're going through life almost like an autopilot. You press the button, bang! And off you go. Shachwez, Mincha, Barid, Dafayomishe, I'm Yaitza, I've done everything Kavaldik, I'm, go- I'm a great yid! What do you mean? Rabbi, what do you want from me? What are you giving me this musa for? I do everything great. I'm amazing. I learn a bit. I make brachot before I eat. Berchat Amazon. I do netilat yadayim. I'm a great yid. What do you want? You're living your life like an autopilot. 
You never shed the light on the sheker, on the on the, on the, on the non-truth. And that's what it is. That's what is. Oiri means my light. Because you open up on the Rosh Hashanah and you realize you're a on who's running the world. Who's running the world? Who created the world? Who's the Melech Malchem Lochim? Who's making the world continue? Who created me? And why? What am I doing in this world? And that's all what it is. And the the most important part before we get to Rosh Hashanah is the following. People often say, you know, I'm not perfect and I'm never going to be perfect. So what's the point? We get to Rosh Hashanah, make uh, a Kabbalah, right? Make a Kabbalah, Billy Neda. We all know what happens, right? Deltium Kippur, we're back to normal. We said about 10 seconds after Nehila finishes. What's happening? We go back to regular life. We're human beings. What do you want? We go back to regular life. But the problem is, that's what we cannot be this way. It has to be that we change. It has to be that we take upon ourselves something to accept to become better. And we're telling the Rabbi Nishalayim the following. You know what we're telling the Rabbi Nishalayim? Rabbi Nishalayim, I want to be perfect. It might take me 800 years. Like, according to my plan, if I do a little bit every day or a little bit every month, it might take me 800 years and I'll probably die. I'll be the statistics. I will die before I become perfect. But you know what? I'm on the way. I tried. I did something. And it's true that the Rabbi Shalom may take me away. And eventually I won't be here anymore. But according to my plan, I'm going to be perfect. That's why people, by the way, fail with the small things. What's it going to happen? I say Yashayatza after davening or after my bathroom. So all of a sudden I'm a different yid. I decided to take on Nagel Vasa. I'm a different yid. I'm being makbun on twenty sixes on during the day. I'm a different yid. The answer is, first of all, yes, you are a different yid. And even without that, every small thing that you do, every tiny thing that you do, is one step closer to perfection. And you're coming into a Rosh Hashanah, showing the Rabbi Nishlalem, I want to be different. And my suggestion to every single one is to have a piece of paper in your machsa or in your pocket of your suit, and that will have your little Kabbalah. And you show up to Rosh Hashanah, you come to Davning with your machsa, with everything, all your preparations, and you got your suit because we're Beteach Badin and we're not worried. But you come into Yontav with a Kabbalah. And you say, Rabbi Shalom, here I am. I'm walking into a Rosh Hashanah. And it's Hashem, I'll try to daven, I'll try to be mamlech, the Rabbi Shalom, with everything I need to do. But at the end of the day, I've got my small little Kabbalah with me. And that shows that I want to be better. And that shows not just I want to be better, but I've done something. I've accomplished something. I want to tell you, Moedek Azach, from the Mishkan. Take the calculation. I don't know how many people have made this calculation from the Orin of the Mishkan. The Orin was a tefach thick. Right? The Gemara this got the Gemara in, 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 in Sukkot of Hey, the Malalaf goes through the whole calculation. Right? The, the thickness of the Orin for the cover was one tefach. How much is that? About 10 centimeters, let's say. The Orin itself was one and a half amas wide and two amas long. Okay, the Rambam says that the, in Hilchah Beis Abichira that an Amr is six fachim. That means that the cover had approximately 110,000 cubic centimeters of pure gold. The weight of one cubic centimeter of gold is approximately 20 grams. Okay, Rabbi, so those of you that are following in the math, the cover of the Mishkan, of the Oren, weighed four thousand kilograms over four tons. Okay, that's pretty heavy. Add the weight of the kruvim, which were made from a piece of pure gold, and the wings span the entire width of the cover of the oren. 
So you're talking about at least double the weight of the, of the cover of the oran, you've got the kruvim. Now add the weight of the bottom of the oran, which Chazal tell us, Rashi and Yuma, was made of a gold of a tefach thick of pure gold. And then there was the gold that covered the walls of the inner of the outer boxes of the oran, which according to the place in Yeridea, Mem Gimel, says was about 8 millimeters thick which doesn't even come to take into consideration the luchos of the broken ones and the second set of luchos, add together everything, it comes out, Rabbi said, that we can make an approximation that the oran was about eight tons. How many people, how many levim carried the oran? Four. Four levim carried the oran. Rabbi said, is that possible? How do four levim carry eight tons of, of, of weight? Doesn't make any sense. You know what the answer is? The answer is Pashat. The Gemara in Saita. The Gemara says in Saita, Laman hey, noise es noisov. They tried. They did their part. And it carried them. Our job on Rosh Hashanah, it's an impossible job to become perfect. It's impossible. We can't do it. We're not going to be perfect. We're not perfect people. That's not our job. Our job is just to try. Our job is just to try and carry something. Because when you try and carry something, it carries you. And it will carry you a long way. Let me end with one more. There was a boy who wanted to buy a present for his father. A boy wanted to buy a present for his father. And he didn't know what to buy, but he knew his father loved donuts. He knew his father was a oh, donut, jam, jelly, whatever. The flavor, he knew his father loved donuts. You know what? On the way back from school, he's going to buy his father a donut. He's going to buy his father a donut. So he saves up some money. He's a young kid. On the way home, on the walk home, goes to the bakery. And he finds it, picks out the perfect donut. He knows his father will be so happy. He never normally buys donuts, only Hanukkah time. It's the middle of the year. His father's going to be overjoyed. Look at my son. Look at he get. He bought this donut, put it into a box, starts carrying it home. And as he gets home, so I'm a bit hungry, I, I also like donuts. I guess it's inherited, it's a Yerusha, I also like donuts. And this is my favorite flavors. Well, I'll take a bite. So he takes a bite, then he says, oh, how can I do that? That's my father's donut. How can I do such a thing? Okay, he puts it back in the box. Walks a few more blocks. Picks up the donut again. Eats another one. Tries again. Third time. Third bite! By the time he gets there, there's four or five bites to be eaten from him, but then he's decided that's it, he's taken a bottle of stuff, I'm not taking any Comes over and says, Dad, I bought you a present. Wow. This son, what'd you buy me? Bought you a donut. Wow, that's so nice of you, that's so amazing, thank you so much. He opens up the box, he says, four bites, five bites taken from it. But there's still a donut there. Which father's going to be upset with his son? He's going to be upset with his son? Or he's going to say, look what you bought me. Yeah, you've bitten a few, but look what you bought me. But both sides, often we look at ourselves and we think, we've done this Aveira, we've done this Aveira, we've fallen, we've sunken down. Oh, yay, yay, the Rabbani Shalom is going to look at us and say, what's the matter with you? Look at where you're holding. But take the donut that's got some bites in it, that the father knows the son enjoyed. And he stopped himself, and he tried, and he tried to keep it as whole as possible. And the Rabbani Shalom loves that. He loves the effort. He loves the trying that you do. My boy said, this Rosh Hashanah, but he's Hashem. Let's make it a different Rosh Hashanah. Let's make it a different Rosh Hashanah to every other Rosh Hashanah where we just walked in and said, Yeah, Rabbi Nishalaylam, we're going to be better. 
more than that. We're going to be the couple on ourselves something. We're going to be couple on ourselves something very small. We're going to try. Just like the Levine managed to carry eight tons, we're going to marry, manage to carry ourselves throughout the year with the small Kabbalah that we take upon ourselves. The Siyata Deshmaya, the Rabboni Shalom with this small Kabbalah will give us all tremendous Siyata Deshmaya. He'll see our efforts. He'll notice what we try. He wants us just to do a little bit of Ishtadus, a little bit of try. But Ezra Hashem, if he does that, the Rabboni will give us all the Chassimus and the Torah and the Gita Ben